Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from June the 13th, 1992. We hope you had a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving and put up with your family members in doing so. We will now head towards Christmas and see what it has in store for us this season. If you are listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button to sub to the channel and hit that thumbs up icon to like the video. Appreciate everybody who's been doing that over the last several months. It really does help the show. Doc, we got a big show this week. Maybe not a long one, but it is very noteworthy because it is Bill Watts who is here to save the day, whatever that means. Doc, let me welcome you in. How are you? No Harper. And, um, you know, we're shifting things around as we continue to try to work through these holidays and whatnot. I'm doing great as always. Uh, very, very blessed, I would say. And now it's time to be a blessing. Um, right. We're on a high, dude. Uh, in real time, last month, two months ago, or whatever this was, mm-hmm. the Texas Rangers, just like I told y'all before, won the World Series. First time in franchise history. Something that the locals here never thought would happen. I mean, legitimately, my father was resigned to the fact that he was going to die without seeing it because he's in his upper 70s. And so what a moment. It's always great when the title comes to your town. You know, right. Yeah, they I didn't realize it. Back in 2011, I realized that now watching the playoff run because they kept showing it over and over. I was like, oh, my God, please let these fucking dudes win. Like their drought was worse than the Saints. Like because the Saints bringing it back to the Saints. Well, I say that because like everybody always would talk about how bad the Saints history was. And I'm like, well, wait, the Rangers were around before them. But as a franchise, their drought was worse. And they finally, after, was it 52 years, Doc? Uh, 51 years here in the Metroplex, 62, I believe, as a a franchise. Um, And here's the thing. Um, They won the strap, and it's always good to be king. That's, you know, it is the 3rd of November. So it's a while back in, for you people uh, that are listening. It would this is a while back in time. Just know today is the 
uh, victory parade, the championship parade. And Mike and I are going to, after we wrap this up, we're going to uh, meet up and head down there and uh, cover that event. Uh, and no, expected half a million people are descending upon Arlington, Texas, to watch the championship parade. And Mike said, I can't think of a better way to spend our off day than to go down to that parade and uh, just, you know, see what's up. That is not happening, but okay. Um, Which I'm one of the two of us parade. is most likely to want to go to a parade like that with half a million Neither. people? Neither. <laughs> None of the above. Neither. None Neither. of the above. That That's panic-inducing. Yeah, I can watch it on TV. I'm not even know. doing that. I told you if that's I when I'm going to go out into the streets and run my errands. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, but yeah we're on a high. All the saps off the road. <laughs> we're on a high, man. We're on a high, though. We're I mean, high. The, the Cowboys... We didn't miss 162 games to not celebrate. <laughs> That's not true. I watched a bunch of regular season games because we were good this year. <laughs> I got on the bandwagon early, dude. Uh, we did start talking about it. We just never mentioned it on the show early in the season. And then when they were having their meltdown at the end of the season, we were like, they're going to miss the playoffs. No shit. <laughs> we, we talked about it off air. We never brought it up on air. That's that's true. Now, now in football season, the Cowboys are, are still doing well. Uh, my, my thinking is now is that we're getting ready to hit this really tough stretch down the stretch. And this is where uh, we move into we're going to be a solid, solid um, wild card. Just like predicted in the um, football special this year that I that I we put out for the people. So. Everything is going according to the plan that I set forth for all of you patrons earlier in the year. Boy, if they collapse and by this point and you're saying that, you're going to sound crazy. I will tell you this. Man. I'm, not, I'm, not afraid, I'm not afraid to put myself out there, though. That's what we do okay. for the show and for the listeners. Sure, because there's going to be blowback because people know how to get in touch with you, whatever. The NFC is very weak. If, if Philly or Dallas... Or even the Niners, who, as of us recording this, are in a slump. If it ain't one of them, I would be shocked. I would be shocked. I I just, I I don't have faith in Detroit yet. I don't know. I just, I mean, they're good. I just, I don't know, man. We'll see. Okay. I may eat my words. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you don't know until, you know, whatever. And and, and you got to talk about something. Because I have no idea when this is coming out. I think it's the like the last week of, of November. November 30th. This should be out. Yeah. I mean, I hope y'all have started your Christmas shopping. Speaking of Christmas shopping, make sure you tell you, your woman, if you're not a patron, that's what you want for Christmas. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Tons of Patreon content has been released in the last several what? weeks. Not only Russell War, Beach Blast, Clash of the Champions. Um, Doc and I have been tackling some of these uh, Netflix episodes on The Wrestlers, which is a documentary about OVW Wrestling, the former developmental for WWE. All of that is available on Patreon. You can get all that gold on Patreon, tinyurl.com, such Patreon BTT. Go ahead, Doc. What's now- your question? I think we've asked this in the past, but I can't remember. You know, you, you're going to ask your significant other for this, but that you know you can hear you can hear saying this in your head. But you need something to 
open on Christmas. I got something I want to open, all right. (laughs) A bottle or a taco? (laughs) Or a bottle with a taco? Come on. (laughs) We just lost the new listener right there. (laughs) Grow up. Come on, Harper. He's not even here. So, how do we get around that? I don't. You you don't. Here's what's going to happen. If your woman doesn't get you your Patreon subscription, this is when on Christmas Day you tell her, okay, thank you for what you got me, but here's what I really wanted. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you get around it. I really don't. Okay. I There's mean, no we're working in that we are, can... a digital, we are a digital platform, so we do not need a bunch of – we're not trying to increase our carbon footprint here. So just tell her to grow up and get you what you want. How about that? A while back, not even a while back, a few weeks back, my wife says, what do you want for your birthday? I want you, my my literal response was, I want you to not spend any money on my birthday. Oh, you got a for that. And and I'm like, and how come they can't celebrate us for free? That in itself is a gift, and it mm-hmm. I, I got the look of disgust. Yeah, because you are easing my mind about the financial burden that you would be putting our family <laughs> under because we're constantly <laughs> at risk because of your itchy finger on the computer shopping. <laughs> and and I, I will say this. I don't think my wife is as bad as yours Yours with the Amazon uh, <laughs> shopping and but 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 in itself, I'm just like that's actually a gift, and she she just couldn't see it. She couldn't see that that's a gift. Which is like, which is further evidence that it's not about your birthday. It's about how they can feel good at your birthday. Because exactly. a real friend would a real friend would say, "Dude, you don't want me to talk to you. I can give you that." <laughs> exactly. I think I and I think I did say that, and just leave me alone. <laughs> Like, let me well, that was probably where you messed up. You can't say that. But, you know, it's like, hey, if we just, you know, didn't spend yeah. any money and just kept it low key and, you know. I don't understand why that's a bad thing. Well, Doc. And it's because it's because it's not about you, Mike. It never has been. Exactly it. Exactly it. Well, All right. We better um, get to this wrestling. Um, we have a short episode, but... As you mentioned earlier, big news is is running rampant through the WCW. Uh, you hear what I said there? The WCW. Um, Don't forget about the five-star well, review before you go to that. Oh, shit. You are correct. We have a five-star review that I need to read here. Um, it is from a fella named Guy1088. It's just kid stuff. That's great. Now, it says, and still... With like 10 exclamation points. Best yeah. show going today. I listened to the multiple shows done by BTT. And I have learned that Doc is the best worker in the business today. Heel baby face doesn't matter. Forget Roman. Doc is my tribal chief. Now that sounds familiar. I, I think I've heard that before. Is that. What are we doing here? I think I've seen that one before. But but to his point. Thank you guy 1088. Hey look. If 100%. You're gonna, 
Feel free to submit more than one. We're not gonna. We're not complaining. Um, As your tribal he, chief, I say keep getting in there and giving us ratings. I mean, you know, he and he does say in at you know it's just kid stuff, but he does say in the first I guess sentence of the the write up and still. So that tells you it may may have been a duplicate one, but I, hey, that, we that, love that, it. That's not so. my problem. Yeah, that's the, the for whatever. Look, I pre- I, I'm I, here to, I'm here to tell you. reward perseverance and commitment here. That's right. That's right. And look, these algorithms, they love those five-star reviews. So keep submitting them, please, everyone. Go out there, submit it. If you've never submitted one and you listen to this show, please, we're, 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 we're basically begging. Submit a five-star review. It does greatly help the show. With these algorithms, and it is greatly appreciated. What would so Harper thank say? You, guy. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> he he gets on people about the YouTube and, and five star for sure. Yeah, as Harper says, don't be an asshole. Okay, Doc. Um, do we can we get into? I guess the Bill Watts stuff, not necessarily well, we the actual news. review. What yet. is the news? Well, Bill Watts is this is his first episode. In so Kip Allen Fry has been booted from the promotion. Yeah. Your best friend and mentor, Bill Watts, is now on the scene. Before we load up the episode, um, do we want to review some content uh, that Bill is uh, edicts that he's got? Well, you, you said something. I just want to be clear. Did they technically... I don't I don't know this. Did they technically fire? Oh, I don't know. Um okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I was that's what I was trying to figure out. Like I, I I meant to look it up, but I was wondering if they if they actually fired him for sure. I don't um, know, but the talk show is gone. Well, well, there you go too. That too. The the talk show format is is, is in the room. about that. I got him over to liking that. So I don't know if Kip, I was looking at the history of WWE.com and the only note they have is on June 1st, 1992. It says Bill Watts took over Kip Fry's role as WCW executive producer. So I don't know if, if Kip Fry's out completely. Um, it doesn't state that he was fired. And, and honestly, I've never really looked at the complete specifics of it uh, in terms of his role. But, but Bill, the greater point here, I don't want to get hung up on that, is Bill Watts is now the head man. And boy, I'm going to hurt some feelings throughout the next probably year easily uh, with Bill Watts, just because I, I, I do praise him when he deserves the praise, but I also kick him in the shins when he deserves to be kicked in the shins. Nuance folks. You know what I'm saying? Doc cowboy in the cross, but, but cowboy in the cross. That's good. But we're going to get into this now. So, Crockett and I were recording, I don't know if it was Beach Blast or Clash 19, and Crockett was like, hey, man, have you ever seen the Bill Watts Ten Commandments? And this was for, like, the WCW locker room. This wasn't, like, you know, at the time it wasn't published on national television. This is kind of what he told the boys in the locker room. And I said, I said yeah, I kind of remember it, but but send it to me. Because uh, I thought for immediately, hey, when me and Doc or if Harper was going to be here, which he couldn't be today – I was like, we can we can have a really good discussion about this part when we get to that episode. So, without any further ado, do you want to say anything about Bill Watts' Ten Commandments to the boys in the locker room before I start reading them off one through ten? 
I don't think they're all wrong. Nothing is absolute. Nothing is absolute. Nuance. There's that word again. So we're going to go through these one by one and, and see what we have here. Number one, using ring barricades in the ring post is forbidden and will cause a DQ. Your thoughts? Uh, not the worst thing. I mean, he's just trying to lay some rules. I mean, I guess it can get out of hand with guys going on the outside using ring post. I mean, it technically, it probably should have been a DQ from the get-go. But um, I, I don't get hung up on that one. Whatever. I don't either. Number two, wrestling outside the ring is discouraged. The only reason I don't like that one is because it's very subjective. So while you say discouraged, what does that mean? Does that mean you're going to fire me if I just happen to go outside the ring and, you know, punch a guy or kick a guy one time or a guy falls out the ring, he gets sent into the ropes and he you know, doesn't hook the top rope and goes to the floor and I go out there to get him. You know, at what point are you going to decide to find me? That would be my question. So I don't like that rule. I don't hate it, but I don't like it because it's very subjective. Your thoughts? 100% agree. And it's like, I don't know. One of the things I always think about is what problem are we trying to solve here? And that doesn't seem to solve a problem that I see that we have. So... There you go. Number three, absolutely no low blows. The first offense is a $1,000 fine. Second is a $2,500 fine. And third time is a $5,000 fine and will be considered a breach of contract. If a wrestler is hit low, he is to make every effort not to sell the move as a low blow. And sometimes you don't have a choice. I... This is dumb because if you're a heel and the referee is distracted in in the match, you know, turns away for a second, you're a heel. Your job is to cheat when the ref isn't looking sometimes. I don't like this. I think this is very stupid. Number three. I Yeah, I just... It's like, to me, this is like, well, I'm coming in and I need some rules. Got to have something. Agree. Number four. All wrestlers are due in the building one hour before start time of the show with the same fines as above for multiple offenses. I don't have a problem with the one hour before start time rule. I, I, I think actually that's fair. I'm going to defer to you on that in terms of running a wrestling show and what needs to be done logistically and how that helps the the fed run. Cause I don't know, but it seems reasonable. Yeah. And I mean, even if you're talking, you know, back then, whether you had an hour of TV or two hours of TV, you might kind of know what you're going to be doing at TV that day, but or not even TV. He's just saying one hour before shows. He didn't say specifically TV, but I don't think that's unreasonable. You know, I I think that's fine. I think it can get a little tough depending on how far of a distance you're coming from the next town. You know, where are you coming from? I think I think there may need to be some grace given. That's the problem with Bill Watts, though. He doesn't give a shit. 
That's that that might be the the thing that gets hung up with that one. As one man gang said when he was on the show years ago, if you're not going to show up or you're going to be late, you better have somebody or you die. You better bring have somebody bring your corpse to the building, which I think is funny, but also pretty pathetic. Number five, Doc, missing an event, except in the case of the most severe injuries is considered a breach of contract. (laughs) There's that if you're dead, only excusable exception is an act of God. Thoughts? Divine act of God. Like he's like I said, we got a lot of subjectiveness in some of these. Um, yeah, like what's an act of God? My fucking car broke down on the way there. I had two flat tires. I mean, that's technically not an act of God. It just you had a flat tire, but it could cause a problem. Yeah, the other thing is like. I get, I think I get where he's coming from, but I don't think this is the way to solve it. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking out loud here. It's just, you're not going to get win me over and get me to want to go hard on micromanaging me, you know? Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is, I think all of these things, you know, you need to look at. Because the, the truth of the matter is, is if you're missing shows chronically and you're not there on right. time and you're, you're, you, you are a problem and you could be dealt with. But like, if I'm over here just doing what I'm doing, it's like, it's like if you wanted to drug test for driver's license, I don't think it's a good idea, but it does, it's not going to bother me because I can pass it. But it doesn't mean I think it's a good idea to put that in. Well, I just think in this one, it's one of those things where if a guy who's always at shows, always at shows on time, misses an event, and again, this is before cell phones, so it's not like they can call somebody, and they show up at the next one and it's like, or they leave a voicemail for you at your house um, on your answer machine back when they actually had those things with the little tape in it. They're like, hey man, look, I'm on the way there and this happened and I'm I'm missing it because of that. Like I think I think you need to take some of these things in a case by case basis. But I do I do see your side too, but, where it's like if you miss continuously over and over, then that's where you need to address it. But those are the things you need to address individually. You don't really need a rule for that. Right. And you know, it's a difference between Buddy Landell doing it and JR. There you go. <laughs> Which buddy? <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Hi. Look up Buddy Landell always yeah. being late and being yeah. fine in Mid-South. And, and really, right. now, the more you get, the more rules, knowing Watts is, you're just looking for a way to subjectively fuck with me if you decide you want to. And you just want to reach in my pocket if you think you can. Agree. Number six kind of ties in the five that we just read. Wrestlers who are injured and can't perform are still expected to make the show and appear before the crowd. The only exception is a crippling injury that doesn't allow for traveling. I I get it, but I also think it matters which wrestler or who is injured. If Sting is injured, if Vader is injured, if Ron Simmons is injured, People at the very, very top of your card that you've put on the marquee and on the poster and have advertised. 
That's a problem if they're not there. That's a big problem. So I do think he's on to something with that. But I don't and think that's a, a universal. With people not showing up. So I think right. that one is probably actually trying to uh, address a problem. And it's also a situation where, again, I'm speaking top of the card guys. Like you, you got it. There, there's universally saying that. So. If, hey, he might be a good hand, but I ain't come here tonight to see Bob Cook in street clothes. But there you go. But if I bought a ticket, you know, it's like it's like the NBA thing. I get that you want to rest your guy tonight, but y'all came to town once this year. I spent a whole bunch of money to because my kid likes to watch you play, and you're sitting on the bench. That isn't gonna work for me, pal. Because <laughs> of load management, as, as Super 70 Sports says, you can take your load manager and shove it up your ass, pal. <laughs> and I don't I don't disagree with the need for that or the idea of having a night off, but it's like I also I don't paid 100, 100 bucks for a ticket. <laughs> so give me number seven. Number seven. Um, the wrap, I just wanted to say wrap up number six. I get it when you're talking about higher mid card top of the card guys but like you said bob cook no number seven talking on the mic during the show is discouraged lewd hand gestures and cursing at the audience uh, that the audience may hear is prohibited so i actually agree with the talking on the mic during the show is discouraged like you'll have guys who aren't really booked or you know, told to say anything and, and they'll get out there and they grab the mic and they start doing something for some cheap heat. I, I get that one. Otherwise, cause if everybody's talking on the mic before the match, even if it's 20 seconds, then it means nothing when the star comes out there or the people who really have something to say are talking. So I, I get that part. Uh, the lewd hand gestures and cursing the audience and cursing that the audience may hear is prohibited. Define lewd hand gestures. I mean, I know you have a middle finger, but but there's other things you can do with your hand that could be considered lewd. You're 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 Mr. Church guy, so you show me all the head gestures I can't do. Don't just say lewd hand gestures. While I know the middle finger is lewd, is the throat slit that Arn does lewd? Oh. I mean, like what are we talking about here? You can't do that in the NFL. That's why I brought that up. Remember when they put that rule in in the NFL that you couldn't do that? So that that's why I'm that's why I bring up like what is what do you consider lewd? Again, this is a this is I, I look, I believe in God. I've gone over this a million times. But don't give me this generic lewd hand gestures. You're going to have to tell me what that means. I don't have as big a problem with this cuz I think you were corporate owned. Look, I don't want to listen to the tower. Um, and we are trying to appeal to more, a younger population. We can't, you know, I get it. As long as we're talking about defining terms, like as long as you don't call these laws and commandments when there's gray area. I think there's gray area with that one. I, you're probably right. Cause you want to reach in my pocket whenever you feel like you can. Number eight, fraternization between heels and baby faces in public is not acceptable. 
This includes traveling together, public appearances, restaurant, and even uh, restaurants, and even in the gym. Yeah, I got no problem with this. I know it's 1992, but I get it. I, I I understand where he's coming from here. I can't build a story between Sting and Vader hating each other. I can't build a story between Vader and Ron Simmons hating each other and wanting to kill each other if they're sitting in the restaurant having a casual meal together. It's just uh, I, working out in the gym together. I I know the lines are blurred today, but I think we, that ought to, that ought to can on some level be the same today. Agree. Number nine, another one I don't I mean, have a problem we're with. We're going to watch next week this episode, and I got I got a little bit irritated because Dusty Rhodes was interviewing Arn, and I'm like, these two should already be swinging on each other. <laughs> right after what he what the horseman did to him, but you know, time heals all wounds, so we'll talk about no, it. it then. I hold grudges forever. We know you do because you can't no sell anything. Number nine, another one I actually agree with. No guests allowed in the dressing room, including family members. Yeah, I kind of like that. Unless there's an emergency situation where a guy goes into cardiac arrest or something. I mean, the family doesn't need to be back there. Bet you Bonnie Steamboat had a problem with that. Wrestlers do not like outsiders in their locker room. There's nothing wrong with number nine. I like... I guarantee you know, I guarantee you wouldn't you say that most of this is targeted at some small group of people and a lot of the guys are like good. Yeah, I, yeah, cuz I mean I, I enhancement talent or many mid-card guys aren't bringing their family back there. So I agree with you, yeah. And number 10, each wrestler is allowed only two complimentary tickets to each show for friends and family. Any tickets beyond that much must be purchased at full value. I kind of get that, but then I don't because I'm like, if they were just going to have a general admission for tickets, just give them more than two tickets. It's not like they want front row. And at the end of the day, we ain't fucking selling out (laughs) 20,000 seat buildings right now. Just let the this seems a little bit too much um but at the end of the day number 10 i'm not as hung up on as i am some of the other ones that make no sense and are are very subjective yeah i don't know about that either it's hard to to say without having a peek at the finances my whole deal is it seems like he's leaving out some of his bigger issues which are the mats are coming up and coming off the top rope is going to be a dq well well I think the reason those aren't included in here is because those are ones that he's going to share with the audience. And he has told the wrestlers that I took this list as what he, what he shared backstage. Like this isn't something he projected to his TV audience. This is, Hey boys, we're going to have a meeting. It's not up for discussion. Here it is. I'm the dictator. I'm Lord Bill Watts. You're going to do as you're told and um, you're going to like it. Okay. That that's what that's what to me this is. Okay. Um he got lots of thoughts about how you run a wrestling promotion. <laughs> and black um, Are you talking about Bill Watts? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's uh he's something, man. But the ten, these 10 commandments are 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 something else when you really just 
I always think about Watts. I can hear this in his voice, the phrase, the black athlete, and then something that's really going to get him in trouble coming out next. Yeah, he's... Look, I'm no, I know Bill Watts is an old man now, and I'm. if you're just listening to this little clip on YouTube, I, I give Bill Watts praise when he deserves it. <laughs> but in terms of him in WCW in 92 and 93, I may kick him in the shins a few times because I think a lot of his stuff is antiquated at this point, and he's uh, he's becoming an older man these at this point in his career, and he's also living in a in a dated time period as well. So there's that. Okay, Doc, on that note, any closing thoughts before I get the video version started for June 13th of 92 and we get into the main portion of the show covering that? No, let's let's talk let's talk let's cover the event. So we're talking June the 13th, 1992, Saturday night on TBS, and this show is coming at us this week from Center Stage. It was taped on June the 1st. The intro of the show includes Opening footage of uh, the WCW World uh, Tag Team Champions, Rick and Scott Steiner, facing Tatsumi Fujinami and Izuka at Wrestle War 92 that we covered, available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. We reviewed that entire show there. Uh, then we go to JR, who welcomes us in. And Doc, I'm going to play the audio because... Uh, Bill Watts is introduced, and let's go to that right now. Special treat, the WCW heavyweight champion of the world, the Stinger, will be here in one-on-one competition. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to bring in a man that's certainly no stranger to wrestling fans around the world. He is the new vice president of wrestling operations in WCW. Please welcome Cowboy Bill Watts to our broadcast. And Bill, thanks very much for being here. I know you're excited about being in WCW, as is the world. Certainly, Jim. You know, it's like coming home. I mean, TBS and wrestling goes together like peaches and cream. This is the side of the Omni in Atlanta where Dusty Rhodes and I used to walk tall. We used to go against guys like the Anderson Brothers, Thunderbolt Patterson, stars like that, Mr. Wrestling 1, Mr. Wrestling 2. This is so exciting for me to be back here. We're going to have a lot of great news for the fans. But right now, wrestling is what we're here about. Let's go to the ring and get into the action. We look forward to hearing Bill Watts' comments a little bit later in the hour. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go up to Gary Michael Capetta. All right, any thoughts on Bill Watts' just opening promo right there, Doc, as the new VP of wrestling operations here? We're going to go back to the way it used to be. Hmm. <laughs> no, don't do not do this, okay? Do not do this. Do not do this. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll... we'll um, there's, I, there's, I, here's the problem, and it's the nuance. There's a real case to be made here that what he's thinking about doing could be effective in the sense that Heard and others were to let's be like what the WWF is. And so we need to be different. The problem is, is that Watts is single-minded in what that is. He has a very narrow, narrow concept of what the wrestling business should be. And it is antiquated. And there are parts of that antiquated model that are timeless and always work. And there's parts that will not translate to a new generation of kids that are looking for something different. But the focus on let's be wrestling it's going to be hard to argue against that. It's just how he goes about it is going to be problematic at times. 
Very well stated uh, because the herd error was pathetic. I mean, we've seen some of the the stuff there and how bad that was. And they were trying to make it kind of like WWE. You know, the, I always bring it up the whole Norman, Lun- Norman, the lunatic bullshit and trucker norm and all the bullshit that we went through with, uh, you know, during the herd era, uh, the ding dongs, all the stuff we've talked about on this show for, for years now. I am a fan of Watts getting rid of the Gaga and the, the just stupidity that we've seen in the promotion and them trying to be a version of WWE when they really didn't need to do that. Now I'm going to talk more later once he gets into the rules. I won't I'll stop now. I'll talk more later about once he gets into the rules and the things he's changing. Um, but I think his, I think he's in the right place to wanting to change things and make it the hard hitting action that it needed to be. And the old promos from the studio days that we, we know and loved. And the old saying that we had doc, when we first started doing this is like, man, did we really like wrestling or did you, we just like the shit talking? Cause of the, the promos were the thing, man. It was like, Holy shit, this is great. Anyway. So I think you're on to something there. Uh, I think you, you, you nailed it. The first match, we're, we're watching the finish of it now. Dustin Rhodes takes on Tracy Smothers. We just watched the whole thing as Doc and I were talking for two minutes. Dustin hits the Bulldog and wins the match by pin. It was quick, and poor Tracy Smothers, man. He's just God. relegated to nothing these days. It's, I mean, this is a great match to start the Watts era with two wrestlers in there wrestling, but Tracy just... They just sent him out there to eat the pin. And, and and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm Dustin. I like Dustin. Don't get me wrong. I like Dustin Rhodes. It's just, you could, this is more of an, ind- an indictment on not necessarily Dustin. I think he deserves this, but it's just like Tracy's just fallen. It's pretty sad the way he just went from what he was and how good he was doing in the tag division and, you know, the Southern boys and, the young pistols and you watch this when you rewatch this for me or watch it for you, you see why that the promo sitting on the swing in the smoky mountains works so well. Cause it's like, you know, they try to make me from why I ain't even been to Wyoming. I'm sure they're nice people as Tracy said in smoky. And then you see how they did him here. And he talks about that in that promo in smoky mountain wrestling. You realize this is some bullshit, man. How they did this dude. Uh, but it makes what he does in Smoky Mountain Wrestling that much better as he speaks to it. My thoughts. Yeah, but. and the other question is, is Watt's going to let JR speak? <laughs> well, let's go first to a promo slash interview with Bill Watts and Ole Anderson's going to come in here. And this is important just based on the new direction and Bill Watts being a law and order guy in wrestling. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to be mean there or whatnot. I think there's a place for what he's saying here, but I have some notes. Uh, let's go to Bill Watts and JR now, and Ole Anderson will come in too. The Vice President of Wrestling Operations at WCW. And Bill, you mentioned earlier that you've got a lot of big news for all of our fans. What can you share with us at this time? Well, first of all, it's so good to be back here where wrestling was pioneered as far as the modern tradition, right here on TBS in Atlanta. And we want to say one thing, that the WCW and TBS is going to set the standard for pro wrestling like it always has. We're going to go a different direction than any other promotion. We're not going to be like a macabre cartoon 
come to life. We're going to get back to where the wrestlers are kicking tail and taking names in the ring. But we are going to enforce some rules. I think you've got to have rules. And then you keep it inside the squared circle, one-on-one -on -one or two-on-two -two or whatever it is. And in order to do that, I contacted as a first move one of the living legends right here in this area of professional wrestling. One of the guys that's responsible for breaking more rules than any other person probably in wrestling, a member of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Ole Anderson. And I called him and I said, Ole, I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is wrestling needs you and we need you. The bad news is for you as a main event wrestler, we want you to become the senior referee and we want you to make sure that these guys tow up and obey the rules. And I'd like to bring Ole Anderson out here now as our first official act of my regime here at WCW. Well, Ole, this is going to be a great challenge for you. What do you think of your new assignment? Well, I'll tell you what, when he first told me about being a referee, I had some second thoughts too. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that something had to be done. Bill was the guy that used to talk about law and order. And when he talked to me, he said, that's what we need is law and order. A lot of these guys think they've got a license to steal and do what they want. I'll tell you this, gentlemen, your license has just been revoked. From now on, we're going to see some rules and we're going to see law and order. And WCW is going to go forward and they're going to do something that's called wrestling. And you guys better beware. You better be looking for it. And ladies and gentlemen, everybody out there, you're going to start seeing the best wrestling of your life starting now. All right, Bill, we're excited about that. Some more news, I'm sure, coming up in the next few weeks. Well, the, the other thing, the main thing is there's no more padding on the floor yeah. around the WCW rings. If these guys get slammed on the floor, it's not going to be padding. It's going to be on concrete because we got the men because WCW is the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's go back up to the, our ring announcer, Gary Capetta. All right, let's talk about this, Doc. First off, I've heard Bill Watts say macabre numerous times <laughs> in Mid-South. Uh, if you don't, I mean, do I need to define it for people or do you know? I mean, go ahead. you need to define it? So this is the uh, dictionary version, version one, I mean, not version, uh, but definition. One, having death as a subject, comprising or including a personalized representation of death. The macabre dance included a procession of, procession of skeletons. Two, dwelling on the gruesome, a macabre presentation of a tragic story. Three, tending to produce horror in a beholder, this macabre procession of starving peasants so that's the definition of macabre now not to get hung up on that but i actually don't mind what happens here i think this is good i think it's important we're going to enforce the rules keep it in the ring i don't know what the hell that means i mean look we're watching a match right now where you know chris sullivan falls outside the ring because he took a blow so is he fine for that that's that's the point i'm getting at but anyway and then he introduces Oli, who's the new senior referee. Oli talks about law and order. And he says, these guys think they have a license to do whatever they want. Well, their license has been revoked. It was a really good promo from, from referee Oli. Let me say that. And um, But my point is, one thing I want to ask you here is, are, are these guys breaking that many rules more than what we've seen in the past? I mean, it seems a lot cleaner than it was in 1985 and 86. Yeah, that. what problem are we trying to solve? I mean, I, I realize that they probably made this decision pretty quickly, but it's like, could you not have like the dangerous alliance and some of the, the bad guys 
the heels doing crazy stuff for the weeks leading up to this. So there's a reason why he, somebody needs to clean this thing up. But even then, like the, the I've seen much more heinous shit in Bill Watts's mid South. Right. Than, than, than I've seen in the last year of, or two years of WCW on TBS. Right. I, I, I mean, but, but I don't hate this as I say that because it's all, they present it well as you know, Oli's not going to take no shit, and mm-hmm. I so I, I I get that part's great, but but I, I also don't feel like there's been this just right I craziness going on. Well, and here's the other thing: like Oli gave a great promo because he's Oli, but why do I trust Oli to come in and do anything right? Maybe he's older and wiser, you know that. Come on, shit. The last time, know, just, come on. What I'm just saying. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate Oli, kind of being a quote unquote enforcer. What What's changed about him that we can believe in him? Time. They didn't say that. I, no, I. You have a point. I also saw the Steiner brothers pick Oli up, and him not knowing whether to scratch his ass or wind his watch. Of course, when the Steiners picked him up, so I was like, "Oh, I got to do that later." So, yeah. yeah, I would, I agree with some of this stuff. I just don't know how logical it is to have these two guys be the one to present it, the message. I don't, I, I, I don't hate it. I just don't think there's like this lawless recklessness going on in That's the promotion. What I, and I don't know that if we did, Ole's the right guy to, Ole would be more likely to be participating in it than cleaning it up. Maybe, but you know, you know there's also right. a generation. You just don't want to put me over there, and I, I don't know. I mean, okay, fine. And, and for the record, as we move on, that's not true. The one thing I don't that. like, I, the one thing I don't like, is pulling up the mats. I don't like. I don't care. The the it doesn't even matter to me. The mats, no mats, whatever. I don't give a shit. I mean, I was on indies with no mats, Bruh, You ain't taking that many bumps out there from the get go. So let's just call that what it is and even if you are like so what like the the, my problem with the mats rule is not the actual rule it's just they beat the shit over your head non-stop on tv every week oh there are no mats outside hey there are no mats just so you know there's no mats if you watch that clash clash 19 or you watch a beach blast um it's nonstop. I was coming up. You like told, you told me that I didn't need to. So, Crockett's it, it, it is. I mean, like I'm, I'm on there with Crockett. He's like, "Hey, Mike. By the way, they mentioned there's no mats outside." And and I can see like Jesse and Jr. Are constantly being fed, constantly in their ear, Watts or whoever's in their ear. Make sure you mention there's no mats. Make sure you mention there's no mats. Make sure, and it they say it nonstop. They say it to the point where it's like, "I get it. I get it. There's no mats. Stop talking about it." So that that's my problem isn't necessarily that they pulled up the mats. It's that they just keep bringing it up over and over to sell it. But any other thoughts on right here on Mr. Law and Order, Ole Anderson coming in to be the, the sheriff for the referees? Guess I not. don't mind having Ole here. I just don't think it makes sense to put him in this role. All right. Fair enough. 
The next match is a very quick one. Ron Simmons takes on Chris Sullivan. Simmons cuts a pitcher-in-pitcher -pitcher promo as the match is uh, coming or about to start. He's praising WCW as a wrestling organization. Watts on commentary says when he got hired, he was watching tape of guys here. You know, he's doing some analysis, watching footage. And he says Simmons is one of the guys that impressed him the most. I believe that. Ron I do too. <laughs> I don't think that's bullshit. Ron Simmons wins with a spine buster rather quickly. It does not last long, this match. Doc, did you have any thoughts on commentary or Simmons here winning? Sullivan had a gold jacket to start, which I thought was kind of, he had a lot of flair there, you know, a lot of, for for an enhancement talent. Um, if, if Watts wants to make a major improvement, get rid of those inset in-ring during the match promos that don't say anything. Yeah, that pitch that um pitcher and pitcher bullshit. Well, you talking about Sullivan had a gold had a gold match uh jacket on. Uh from afar he kind of looked like George South at first. Okay. I mean I know it wasn't him, but you know. But you can watch it if you want to see what we're talking about on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT as we uh watch and do these. Any other thoughts before I continue, Doc? Uh no. The next segment is the NWA countdown with Lance Russell covering another part of the bracket for the NWA World Tag Team title tournament that will be covered on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is a part of Clash of the Champions 19. Uh, we get several promos during the segment from Paulie. Uh, Arn, Bobby, Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes, Rick Rude, Steve Austin, lots of quick stuff. Did you have any thoughts on this segment? I I got the timestamp, but I wasn't going to play it because it, it's all like just rapid fire stuff. Arn just says something about, hey, we might have lost the straps, but we defended them 200 times before that. So that makes us 201. You know, they they have a legitimate complaint about not being the second seed in this tournament. Um, I think Rude and, and Stone Cold have a legitimate gripe about being the sixth. That That's kind of my thoughts. It's funny you bring that up because <laughs> Crockett and I were talking about it. And they, they, they pulled these seeds. I mean, I know it's wrestling, so this is the obvious, but they pulled them so much out of their asses. <laughs> Oh, what did, who did he? Who's who's? He might be a Z man, but he ain't no He man. Who said that? I don't know. Somebody said that in these. In these quick promos. Yeah. Well, it had to be one of the heels that said it. I thought you would appreciate that. Yeah. I think well, here, it was here's Rude. Probably Rude's got a banger at, in this episode. We're gonna play that one. Here, here's the here's Arns. Let me. I'll play this. It's quick. Let's face it, the Steiners got lucky when they won the World Tag Team titles. We defended them 200 times to one loss. If I was a betting man, and I am, I'd certainly bet on us. I'd play the odds. 200 to one? Yeah, I like them. <laughs> it's a great point, isn't it? <laughs> great point. Um, Rude's, got a, Rude's got a hell of a promo, though, later in the episode. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the segment, though, Doc? No, this is one of those things that I like until I get to the night that they do it, and then I'm like, why did I want to see this? Well, I mean, you you said you watched some of it at least because I saw a message from you this morning from last night when I was tied up 
Um, you were tied up, Ghost Sasha. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was tied up. But you said you 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 watched some of it. Um, maybe you can share your thoughts once it airs. <laughs> maybe I can share that there's some very count 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 cancelable something that would get you canceled said in one of the promos during this event. How about that? Yeah, doc. They sent Doctor Death a sensitivity training in nineteen. <laughs> Can you see Doctor Death going to sensitivity training? He knew when he said it that he shouldn't have said it too. That's, that's how bad it. That's how bad it. I, was. Yeah, he's like, whoops. I don't know if Crockett and I mentioned that, but you're right. I think he knew. I think he knew. He kind of pauses her. He kind of the, the reaction is like, should I have said that on TV? It's kind of like when uh, Booker T uses the N word. <laughs> the look on his face. And Sherry's like consoling him. She's like, it's okay. <laughs> it was. And and for anybody, if you've never seen the A and E biography, Booker said. He re- he regretted saying that so bad. Yeah. Not just because it was on TV, but he was like, I think it's I think the way he put it was none of my none of my peers and coworkers ever saw me use that word again. He just right. he just said he he just he just knew at that moment. Yeah. Um But he was you know what's you know what's crazy about that is and we're gonna get to it obviously at some point, right? But he he was so wrapped up in the moment. That was real, like oh, from yeah. him. That's why it came out that way. Why is he Hulk talking Hogan. about it like it's real? Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. <laughs> every time I see, every time I see a photo of that on TV, on like a like a social media post or something or Twitter, it, and somebody says you can hear this post, boy, you can hear that post. I like the one where it's always um, um, Hogan spray painting NWO on the side of the trailer, but it's the N and the I. Oh my God. Yeah. It's when he first does the first slash of the W. How yeah, many like, times has that been shared between you, me, and Harper over the years? I feel like the problem a- is the problem is because there's literally audio of Hogan saying some very terrible things that there's people who would see that that don't know he's actually spray painting NWO that would think he's really spray painting that. <laughs> That's what makes it funny. <laughs> That's what's so terrible. Hogan, you uh, know what I'm talking about? I'm sure it's available on YouTube or somewhere, the audio where he's dropping that word way uh, too many times. You know he was oh, working double time to keep Precious Brooke away from all the brothers. Oh, my God. All right, let's she was continue. Like, oh, hey, what's going on, Mandingo? <laughs> Super Invader. Super Father. Invader takes on Johnny Rich in the next match. Harley races on commentary for a minute. He talks a little bit about Vader going after Sting's world title. Another very this is a less than an hour episode, or forty one minutes with com- without commercials. It's a very quick sh- show, so they're going through these matches quick. This thing lasts just a couple of minutes. There's a power bomb by Super Invader, Invader, and he wins by pin. Any thoughts, Doc, on that? I can't tell you why, but this Super Invader thing has pissed me off. You said it, I think, last week or week before. It pisses you off because here we have a guy who we know who he is, Hercules, and yet we we put a mask on him 
and we're paying him Hercules money, but nobody knows he's Hercules. So it's like you're paying for the star, but not getting the star. Mm. So it's, it's reverse money printer and it has no reason to be reverse money printer. It doesn't make sense. We'll get the money back by finding our talent for gray area rules. That's what we'll do. Right. Exactly. It just doesn't, it's just not, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. All right, Doc, let's continue. We go to the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff, and Bischoff is going to talk about the two new rules instituted by Watts. So let's go to this now. Let's hear it, and maybe we'll talk about it on the other side. Here it is. WCW Magazine for Saturday, June 13th. 1992. Well, in addition to appointing Ole Anderson as senior referee in World Championship Wrestling, WCW Vice President of Wrestling Operations Cowboy Bill Watts has also instituted two new rules. Now, violation of either of these two rules will result in automatic disqualification. First, any bodily contact with your opponent off the top rope or off the top turnbuckle. And secondly, intentionally running your opponent's head into the ring post or the steel guardrail outside of the ring. And given the level of intensity here in WCW, senior referee Ole Anderson will definitely have his hands full. And speaking of intensity, Beach Blast coming your way next Saturday, June 20th, only on... All right, so two new rules. Any contact off the top rope in our top turnbuckle or intentionally running opponent's head into ring posts or barricade outside the ring prohibited... Uh, and then Bischoff goes over the Beach Blast card. Doc, um, thoughts on Bischoff here, what he mentions? Okay. I mean, <laughs> one of them probably should have been a DQ from the get-go, and the other one is stupid. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about that as we get into the whole top rope thing. I want to wait till Bill Watts is filleting himself about Whoa. it. One of the things that Bischoff covers in the segment is they show a replay of Missy and Medusa from last week that we all enjoyed. Um, and of all people at Beach Blast, Johnny B. Bad is the is the master of ceremonies for the Medusa and Missy bikini contest. Let's get loose and shake that caboose. I don't know how it's going to get done, but I almost feel like I need to play or have Harper watch that so that he can just talk all about it. (laughs) Cause it's something Jesse cancels himself. Jesse's, Talking about why is this guy the MC? He doesn't even like girls. Whoa, whoa, yes, yes. And then Jesse at the end but of the like, night. But you can't. We still got another week of shows to do before that. Stop giving away the content. <laughs> You've seen it and recorded it, but these people, we have the go home show next week. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's continue. If we're going to get this far in advance, you can't, you got to stay true to the, the timeline. Fair enough. Uh, Doc, within after the WCW Magazine segment, we go to Cactus Jack. Um, Cactus is going to talk about his match at Beach Blast against none other than Sting. Uh, did you have thoughts on this? Did you want me to play it? It's a little I don't odd. need the content. Here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. Did Cactus mess himself up for a shoot? Did he really hurt himself here? 
Cactus is holding a wooden crate of sorts. It's a small one. And he starts talking about his match with Sting, as Doc is asking me that question. And he puts this wooden crate on the ground to do like a demonstration of what he's going to do to Sting's ribs. And he goes head first into it. And it looked like it really hurt. Yeah. It broke. And he sat there for a second like, dude, that hurt. I don't know if I'd have went head first into it. I think I would have dropped an elbow onto it to That's crack it. That's what I thought he, he was going to do. Yeah, it didn't look like that felt good. Uh, that must. I think he might have got a concussion from that. As we're and watching, and it looked like he video. was selling it too. Oh, he was selling it all right. Yeah, I, 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 that didn't look good. <laughs> I'm with you. I think I think you nailed it. Okay. Again, you can see it on video at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT as we're watching along with it. It's something. We go to Sting versus DDP in the next match. Sting hits a swinging neck breaker and then the Scorpion death lock and Sting is going to win with ease. Another less than two minute match. Uh, they, they're blowing through these matches, but again, we only got 41 minutes of TV time without the commercials. Any thoughts, Doc? Uh, we had Cactus on color commentary. I, I mean, they should have had Cactus do one of those talk shows. Nobody thought he was worth anything. Yeah. That's a funny eight weeks of time, boy. Yeah. The talk show era. We'll never have to deal with it again, though. Tell me about it. Bill Watts came in and changed it. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts or no, you, you're good. Uh, Sting uh, no, I'm good. That was fast. Yeah, I figured I figured you'd be more than happy with um. Sting just winning quickly and getting off your team. Yeah, I mean, you might as well. Let's continue. Before they go to the next promo, they talk to Watts again about the rules situation. Here it is. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to WCW Saturday Night. I know you haven't been to the very long, but what do you think of Cactus Jack and this big match with Sting in seven days? Well, let me say one thing. I didn't say we were going to baby anybody. You know, when you're, you're 21 years old when you get into pro wrestling, and if you sign a contract, and those are the stipulations, and I'm all for it. Some guys just have to do different things to settle things. All we're going to say is we're going to enforce the rules, and we're going to enforce our rules on our standard matches, and then whatever rules they sign or whatever special stipulations they negotiate, we're going to enforce those too. So if those good guys want to beat each other from pillar to post or right on down the beach, that's part of the rules for that match. Let them do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, in just a moment, we'll see the Steiner brothers in tag team action. But right now, let's hear these comments from the United States heavyweight champion, ravishing Rick Rude. All right, we'll go to Rude in a second. Uh, I don't think anything, what Bill Watts said there makes perfect sense. I mean, there are times when you have a no rules match. If that, if the rule is there are no rules, then by all means, as long as it's stated ahead of time and it just doesn't happen, you know, because we feel like letting it happen, then so be it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I, I, have I, no, have I have no problem with this. Did you have thoughts? No, I, I, I agree with you on that. Okay, let's continue then. We'll go to Rick Root and Medusa. And uh, Rick Root says he hadn't been to bed since 1972. Listen <laughs> to this. You know, Deuce, Ricky Steamboat, he stands on television and tells the country about the beach blast. 
Mobile, Alabama, 30-minute Ironman match. This means that the match has to go 30 minutes. Ricky Steamboat, do I look nervous? <laughs> Obviously, you don't know Ravishing Rick Rude very well. Steamboat, I ain't been to bed since 1972. For sleeping purposes, that is. <laughs> In other words, 30 minutes is nothing to me, Ricky Steamboat. But 30 minutes is going to be an eternity for you. Now the question is this. What about that old sea hag years, Bonnie? What about the little lizard? <laughs> you care so much about your family, the question is this. Who's going to support them when you're gone? Well, Bill! <laughs> Rick Root is fantastic. God. I mean, that was like a that was like a, he hit the cycle right there you know and i ain't been to bed since 1972 for sleeping well, purposes and the funny part about that is not only did he call out steamboat's wife but he used her first name too which is personal remember when we leave families out of it back in the day remember that yeah i get the i get calling his I get why he said little lizard. That, that actually sounds for, that for some reason. That sounds worse than what it is, though. I know. It's, he's it, it's he's just, the dragon, so I get yeah. why he's making a reptile like Yeah, reference. it was clever. It wasn't like it, insulting as much as it was clever. Now it can't be said the same for the other half of that. So again, he hit the cycle. He ain't been to bed since '72 for sleeping. Since, By the way, uh, I looked that up. He purposes. was about 13 or 14 years old in 1972. Okay, there you go. <laughs> he calls Bonnie a sea hag. There's the double, and then the triple is the little lizard. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's a grand slam. Um, Whoo! All right, um, boy, it's something. Okay, any other thoughts before we continue? Um, that was great. I mean, so we, it's going to be on. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good Ironman match. Um, you know, you'll have to become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, where we'll break it down. We continue the main event for Bill Watts, first show on June 13th, 1992 is the Steiner brothers versus Arn Anderson and Steve Austin. Weird because Austin is not tagging with Arn at the, at the tournament. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. But again, you know, everything was airtight, brother. We haven't said that in a well, while. Everything was airtight, yeah, brother. Yeah, that's, that's true. And, and, you know, I was thinking that Ole was in the ring having the flashbacks, like you said earlier, when he got snatched and thrown um, by the Steiners uh, towards the end of his run as a, as a in in ring participant. So, yeah, Ole is the ref for this one, like Doc was just saying. You know, he's got to keep law and order between these guys. Uh, and he got snatched in in that clash or pay-per-view we did by the Steiners, and he, he, he was at their mercy, and he couldn't do anything, and it was hilarious. So I got a couple of timestamps, but I wanted to go to you first before I uh, go to any of mine. One of them was right 30. there when Rick Steiner hit that, uh, I guess. Well, one of mine is coming up right here. Yeah, this. That's yeah, fine. this one. Rick catches Arn in a power slam uh, as Arn went for a leapfrog. I had they that. made that, that great. look real easy, but I get the sense that Arn did a lot of work right there. Yeah, he jumps up and sells it and 
Rick holds him in the air to make it look impressive and then hits and him with a power smooth. slam and it looked great. Very smooth. Yeah, uh, that was my time the next, to see him for sure. The next one I have is thirty two twenty five. Um do you have that? I think so. Go ahead and play it. I think that's the one I have. Okay. Well Scott goes over the top rope as he was diving at Arn. Like he he goes to dive at Arn and he just flies over the top onto the floor. No mats. And Watts, Watts takes this opportunity. I got to give him credit here to explain why that wasn't a DQ. Sure. Because Scott was just diving at Arn and he his own momentum took him over. It wasn't him. But Watts does take that as an opportunity to point out that there are no mats on the ground. And that's that. Um, the thing was, Watts pointing out that it wasn't a DQ. I also see this side of it. It's like, well, that wasn't a DQ before when a guy's own momentum took him out. So that's kind of not new, but I, I understand why he pointed it out. Um, Watts, I, have a I have a question for you. Go ahead. Does Austin look taller when he has hair than when he's bald and he's not short looking in the WWF? He's just, he looks long there. He's lean, first of all. He looks long because he's not as thick. Yeah. It's because he's, looks... he's not as big. Okay. He looks tall, taller than he would a few years later. It's the, he, don't get me wrong. He's not skinny. He's built. Um, but he, he's not as thick as he'll get. He's going to pack some, he probably puts on another 20 pounds of muscle in, sure. in the area you're talking about. And, and Cause beer. he does look a lot thicker. Yeah. And beer. Right. <laughs> Uh, Watts points out that Ole is enforcing the rules multiple times. He won't shut up about this. I mean, he's just pointing <laughs> out. And this is what I was saying earlier. Like, it's not like they were rogue refs. That were yeah, just... he, they're burying Alfonso and Pee Wee and Nick and all the other guys by saying they weren't doing their jobs. Exactly. They were burying the other refs by like, saying they're never doing it. But For real. I'm just like, I'm just like, it's not like there were rogue refs who were just not doing anything. It's just, he's just constantly just saying it. Now I will mention Bill Watts is great in that on commentary, he knows how to point out why a move hurts, why a submission hole makes sense. He, there's probably nobody better in narrating and explaining like a simple move like Austin hitting Steiner right there in the gut with a knee. He's like, oh, man, you know, it, it takes your breath away. Like he he whether and he's working a lot of times, but he explains how if that was done in real life, why it would hurt. We see it, but he is good at further explaining the specific reason why a headlock or a sleeper would impact you and what it actually does. So, like, he's really good on commentary in this match from, from that point of view. I don't want to bury him completely because, you know, that, that's not fair. I, I agree. You know what I, mean, I agree. Yeah, it, my, I don't have a problem with Watts's – I don't have a problem with Watts's worldview on wrestling. I probably agree with it. Most the of the part. time. Yeah. I'm just the, the saying worldview, the worldview on wrestling. Yes, we agree. But that's also why I wouldn't probably be good to run the wrestling business either. The Fed is because I want it to look like it did in 1983 too. 
But that's not what's you cannot go backwards. You have to bring forward the things that are always true and supplement them with the things of the time to translate to the audience. Do you? Yeah, you make a great point. You can't. As much as we romanticize about like the time period, you can't. If you go back and you watch Territory Wrestling from 83, like. You can't just do that now. The problem is attention spans are too short. You have to be more creative, and there has well, to be more action. Thing. As much as I like it and you like it, and we could sit there and on the weekends if we have some free time, which is, I know, a joke in and of itself, but you could go onto the hard drive and look at some things and, and watch some other territories. I've tried showing a couple of things to, to Latrell, and he's like, the, the, no, this looks old-timey right. and stupid. Because that's not his concept of the product. He does no frame of reference for that. And so when you fill up kids that weren't born the year you were in your heyday, Bill Watts, they're not going to get what you're trying to do all the time. Exactly. 100%. You got to change with the times without losing the fundamentals. And that's the challenge. That's the, that's always I mean, the challenge. You can do that. And they're, they're, you know, we'll make fun of some people, but you know, Jericho did a really good job through his forties of navigating those waters. Yeah. We made, we, we, we used to make fun of him when we covered the current stuff, but he, that's part of it. You have to know how to navigate the waters of the change in times and still stay in relevant and the same is for wrestling. Like we don't like all the flippy and dive stuff, but I get why they do certain things because it's like you gotta kind of move at a certain pace that allows the audience to not tune you out. Otherwise, they're gonna go start flipping their phone and looking through this app and that app. And yeah, it's just a different time, man. Well, and I'd be a lot more able to go on that ride with them if there was more of a personal issue than an acrobatics demonstration. That's the doing- part that they lose, right? The personal the issue, the have. personal issues is the fundamental that doesn't change how you present that. Okay. That needs to change with the times. Yeah. But good versus evil in some formation or personal issues. I mean, whatever are fundamental to the human condition. Well, I mean, just look at it on TV shows every single day. There's a baby face and a heel. Like you, hey, that, that concept was, is, sure. is, is as old as time and at the end of the day if you if you do that well i maybe can go along with your goddamn gymnastics routine well and that's the whole thing think about the usos and Sami Zayn. it was it felt personal it felt just human yeah that was great that was really good shit man because those things never change Okay, so that I'm gonna go to the said, finish, but you got, got something else. We've got four superstars in this ring. Yeah, let's go to the finish because this is um pretty good stuff. So Arn is about to well, Scott Steiner has Austin in a backslide. Austin gets out. Arn is about to come off the top rope, but Ole catches him and stops him and says, "Nope, you better not do that." DQ, get down. So Ole gets down. I'm sorry, Arn gets down. This leads to Scott. Delivering a double arm underhook powerbomb to Austin. Look great. Oh, God. He makes a hot tag to Rick, who comes in fired up. But Austin gets a leg 
up on an elbow drop and stops the momentum. Scott is tagged back in, but Ole says he didn't see the tag. Then Ole says, you know, he didn't see the other tag with Austin and Arn. <laughs> so there's a bunch of like tags that aren't seen. Meanwhile, in the ring, Rick hits a sunset flip on Austin and Rick ends up pinning Austin and the Steiners are going to win by pin. There's a whole lot going on in this finish. It kind of got a little weird with the whole, I didn't see this tag. I didn't see this tag. I don't know. That that was that was a little odd. In a nutshell, though, the Steiner brothers defeat Austin and Arn Anderson in a really good main event uh, on this show. I thought I thought these guys were, were really good. It was hard-hitting, not sloppy at all. You got four pros, though. What did you – anything from the finish that you wanted to point out? Well – you can't have I, – I, let's talk about the finish. I mean, it was a clean finish, so to speak. Somebody got pinned. Do you think that was the right call? Well, Austin's not the TV champ anymore, so him taking the pin there is probably okay. The, the Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. Okay. It's, it's just was, weird. Your was – the finish was to get Ole over instead of the wrestlers. Boy, you kind of nailed it. I should have said that. The whole Ole, Ole not seeing two of the tags by both teams and him saying, nope, 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 you get back in the corner. I'm just like, boy, we're just really enforcing Ole as the law and order sheriff referee. It, 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 was, it really was a bit much. They were getting over the ref instead of the wrestlers. Right. Not that these guys, the thing is, these four guys are over. So that might be why they did it too. These four guys are over. So Ole being law and order here actually kind of is okay almost because it's not like we took anything from the four guys in the ring. Imagine if he did that with four guys who weren't as over. Maybe it's even worse. Right. And I'm not super down on that. It's just an observation. Yeah, I got you. But they definitely took their time to make sure Ole got over. That's for damn sure. Okay. Well, All right, bud. So then we go to a wrap-up, and Watson JR mentioned uh, after the Steiners win, Watson JR mentioned that Dusty will be on commentary with JR next week. And then Watts pretty much fillets himself and says, what a show this was for the show's first show for us. This is the type of intensity you can expect. I, you know what? Hold on. I got I to gotta get an audio. Here, here it is. Here's the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, right here. I guess so. He's walked tall with me. The double bull ropes, the bull rope match, the lily bullet, little bully from Austin, Texas. I want to say one thing, though. I'm excited. I hope you fans are because with the type of intensity we had, this our first show. This is what we mean to bring you. I love it. It's a great athletic contest. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. I don't know, man. He's popping me there. He's he's got his. If you if you look at his right fist, it's clenched. He when he's talking, it's, it's just. I don't hate Bill Watts, man. I just I just find the dude kind of fascinating. As as I guess what I want to say, he just he's he he's the new sheriff, man. He's he's here. You see that? See how it froze it right there? That's a perfect shot of Bill Watts. Um. I don't hate Bill Watts. It's just something to hear him. Yeah, this was great show. Great sh- first show for us. This is the type of intensity you can expect. And then they go off air. 
I bet you're going to be surprised what I rate it when we finally go to that, though. Anyway. Okay, well, let's let's do that then. All right, so we're going to rate this thing and hand out the Toot Toot Award. Just a quick reminder as I do that. Remember, the only way you can listen to our Beach Blast pay-per-view review, the Wrestle War review that's in the past, along with the Clash of the Champions 19 with the NWA World Tag Team Title Tournament, is by going to Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Also available on Patreon right now, Doc and I have actually, as of as of us recording this, we've recorded one episode of talking about and discussing wrestlers from Netflix, the the new documentary about OVW. That is available on Patreon as well. We plan on doing some more. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, a great way to support the show and keep us going. Doc, it is time to rate it. You go first. Let me hear what you got on Watts's first episode as the... Uh, the, the new sheriff in town. How long was this episode? Well, it was only 41 minutes and 42 seconds without commercials. Okay. I'm going to say A minus. All right. Any reason why you want to give it an A minus? You want to state a purpose or state a reason? There was. There was nothing fundamentally offensive to me. Um, we got to see some stars. We got to see that last match with the four guys that are, I like to watch wrestle, wrestle. Um, and a couple good promos, I guess. Rude was tremendous. Yeah, he was. All right. For me, I know I complained a lot the whole time. <laughs> or it sounds like I may have. I'm going to give it an A. I don't hate this stuff. I just... I just, you know, sometimes I'm critical. I think that's kind of misunderstood sometimes. People say, man, why do y'all, you know, this is y'all era. What, 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 y'all sound like y'all hate it. No. Um, we just kind of like call things like we see it. And, you know, it's also one thing when you're a lot older and you're watching this 30 plus years later, there's things that you may not have thought of back then that you don't like now and vice versa. So I liked it. The main event was really good. We got Oli over, <laughs> um, I thought I thought this was good stuff, man. We had Rick Rude just cutting a banger there. Watts and Oli and you know, this is good, man. I'm gonna give it an A. So, you know, what we do after we rate it, we hand out the toot toot award in honor of Juan Anderson. Who gets your toot toot award? And I'll be shocked if it's not the same person I give it to. But who you got, Doc? It's gotta be Rick it's gotta be Rick Rude. I mean, he's just a nasty, smarmy, dickheaded <laughs> heel in the best way possible. Rue was great. Bonnie, a sea hag, and a little lizard. He's so yeah. condescending. And just like, just I'm put out because I have to speak to you people. <laughs> you people, right? Yeah. All right, man. On that note, that just about wraps up the latest and greatest episode of BTT. Just a reminder before Doc can get out of here. No, I'm not going to sell you on Patreon again at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Even though we don't run ads, it is great if you do join Patreon because it does help the show out at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. But what I wanted to tell you was, you know, that Twitter platform, I don't know, man. I feel like it's a dying place these days. So what you can do to help the show out, in addition to the YouTube channel where you subscribe and hit the thumbs up is... When you see the shows posted on Twitter, retweet it, repost it, or whatever they're calling it now. It greatly helps grow the show organically. 
and on Facebook as well. Hit the share button when you see the shows posted there. It is a great help. I need to give that old idiot Javorski some credit. He's a moron and he's a Browns fan and he cranks off to every little thing. He probably cranked off the watch 16 times in this episode. But I believe he does share it on Facebook. So I'm appreciative of that. You know, that's that old thing, Doc, where, you know, somebody can be an idiot 95% of the time, but 5% of the time that they're they're right. You know, they're they're actually right. So thank you, Crankmaster, for your service. That didn't, yeah. Um, but this was a fun episode. I really like talking about the Watts' Ten Commandments and then Watts' debut. Overall, just good stuff and another fun episode of BTT. Doc, any closing thoughts before we get out of here? It's almost uh, it's almost December uh, out there. Get your Christmas shopping done now. You do not want to be at the malls the week of Christmas. That's not a good place to be, man. Think ahead. Plan ahead. Get it done now. Bro, I don't do malls, bro. I I, I don't oh, do malls. You? I don't I don't do malls like when it's not the holidays. Right. I'm definitely not doing it when it's the holidays. No. I don't no, give a that's... dude. They could they'd have to be giving away a guarantee of a million bucks. Actually, they could do less than that. I mean, I'd yeah, you're a cheap like, prick, so you could probably get down there for like ten grand. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what am I saying? I'd probably go down there for a thousand. <laughs> but, you go, but my you'd point is. You'd go you down have there to for pay me. You go down there for fifty bucks at a blowjob from a mall Santa. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, get What's that Christmas shopping thing, done man? early. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, anything else before we roll? Man, let's get the hell on. Hit the tagline, Doc. Book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>